Lou and Matt for breakfast. The Borders 105.7 Triple M. Welcome to the Daily Podcast. Uh, all the best bits from the show. Um, Lou, I've got a question to ask because I just got a glimpse of uh, someone wearing wearing one. Uh, where do you stand on um, Katmandu's puffy jackets? <laughs> well, I feel that um, I'm out of the loop when it comes to the old uh, Katmandu slash puffy jacket because everyone in this joint's got one except me. Um, I feel like I'm not going to get one just to make a point now. And, oh, classic. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I feel like whenever I see one, it reminds me of Daniel Andrews. So there's a little PTSD involved when it comes to the puffy jacket. Yeah, you won't let that. He hasn't been in that, for, well, he hasn't been seen for we ages We haven't seen anyway, him but, for ages. I bet he's but, lying in bed at home in his puffy jacket right now. <laughs> well, he's coming back soon. So apparently um, the press conferences, you might see him again in that puffy jacket. That would be enough to turn me off. But luckily I was on to puffy jackets before oh, the you, Daniel Andrews You love them. You've got multiple, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. But I just saw a bloke walking with a kind of swamp green one. Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, Very uh, interesting, Nick. That we work with, yeah. I, I am not. I don't know how uh, I feel about that. <laughs> what about wearing them indoors at an office? Strange, because <laughs> it's not. Although, in Nick's defence, who you were just talking about, it is freezing over in his studio. It yeah, is. I can vouch for yeah. that. So, a couple of people do it why. in these in this office, though, Lou. There are a couple of offenders yeah, who I do wear the because they swoosh. They make a noise. We can't do it on the when we're no. on air because they make a swooshy no. noise, no. and I move around too much. I'll be swooshing all over the place. <laughs> anyway, with that hot topic covered, yes, we've covered off on that. Thank goodness. I've just been wondering <laughs> about that forever. We've got a, a lot of stuff that happened today. We'll kick it off with this. Have a listen. And I'm far from suggesting that the New South Wales government has been perfect, Lou. Obviously, they've screwed us around quite a bit in that first, uh, the second wave in Victoria yep. when they wouldn't let you, for example, come to work for and seven weeks. And a lot weeks. of other people, yep. But since then, the big difference really between New South Wales and Victoria and their approach to COVID has been the fact that um, when a cluster's broken out in Sydney... The restrictions haven't been put in place statewide like they have in Victoria. And that, of course, has led to four lockdowns in Victoria that's affected northeast Victoria versus just the one in New South Wales. Now, there is a cluster in Sydney right now. So we thought we'd just touch base with Justin Clancy, the member for Aubrey, just to make sure that they're not planning to um, restrict um, anything. anything in the Riverina. Justin Clancy, good morning. Good Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Lou. What's the word, Justin? Uh, Lou, heading back up to Sydney today, and uh, we'll certainly uh, we'll certainly be make sure we're chewing some more ears and just keeping an eye on things. But at this stage, to your point, Matt, uh, continue to make sure let's let's make sure that this is we treat it on a localised level. Um, so obviously, there's the nine cases uh, over the weekend there in Sydney, and we'll we'll wait and see what's happening today. Uh, Premier has said, you know, things are on the cusp. We've still got to be very careful, make sure that this doesn't break out, but uh, uh, but continue to manage it on a localised level, guys. Okay, yeah, and and that's terrific. But then, of course, the last time there was a break, a uh, cluster in Sydney, a more significant one, admittedly, it was up to about 30 cases in the northern suburbs there. Uh, Victoria slammed the door closed and we had the um, the, the border crossing um, checkpoints and stuff. So well, what will the communication be like going forward with that? Do you think we it'll be, it's going to be better and better? Like would we have, would we have warning if there were any issues around the border in terms of Victoria? 
Yeah, we'd we'd hope so, Matt, wouldn't we? I mean that uh, that situation around New Year's when uh, when traffic was banked up coming back from New South Wales into Victoria when Victoria shut the border or or, or, or ordered, you know asked for Victorians to come back home. So yeah. from New South Wales end again for me, really important part of this is make sure that there's transparency of data, uh, and I know that that's been. Uh, you know, challenge that I've spoken about even even the other week when I was in Sydney with uh, with the Premier's team about you know sharing of data, sharing of information, so that states can make uh, decisions appropriately in in a reasonable time. So uh, that's one of the challenges we, we we continue to face, and it's an area where I, I, I want to make sure that uh, that our government is focusing on in that regard. Well, Justin, uh, hopefully, yes, as you say, it'll all uh, stay localised and everything will be fine. But we will eagerly await any news uh, that could come from you. Justin Clancy, member for Albury, thanks for joining us. And Lou, and to that, and the best thing that our community keeps doing, it keeps doing the right thing, and that is, like all things, you know, the social isolation, but the other big part is now keep putting your hand up for the vaccination. All right, nice work. Thank you, Justin Clancy. And tonight is the longest night of the year, the winter solstice, and survivors of suicide and friends are set to host an event to bring together our community in commemoration of those who've died by suicide with exceptional speakers and performers. It's a night to remember and reflect and to cherish those who we love in our lives. Georgie Dent is an acclaimed journalist with a very personal story that we're going to hear this evening at QE2 Square, and she joins us. Georgie, good morning. Good morning. So, Georgie, um, had you heard much about the winter solstice before uh, you spoke with Annette and Stuart? No, I actually hadn't heard of the winter solstice until I received an email from Annette, which was about two years ago now, um, because she had heard a radio interview that I did, actually, when I, I spoke about the book that I wrote in that came out in 2019 called Breaking Badly, in which I described the... The, the meltdown that I had really um, when my life fell apart when I was 25 and I sort of one minute I was working as a junior lawyer in a big fancy law firm and then all of a sudden I was being admitted to a psychiatric hospital and I was unable really to function and participate in normal life for about four months. Unbelievable. So it, now when you wrote your story, I guess was that a really cathartic exercise for you to get that story out there did you do it like to help yourself as much as to help others look it's a really good question I am a writer and so writing for me actually always feels cathartic why I chose to tell my story in book form was because so when I I I I wrote the book 10 years after it happened so it wasn't a sort of live concern but in those 10 years since I sort of fell apart and set about recovering and rebuilding um, my mental health to the extent that I have been able to, whenever I told my story, uh, I was always struck by how many people got in touch with me mm. immediately afterwards to say that they had had a similar experience or their daughter had or their niece had yeah. or their cousin had. And so that was really why I put the why I put it into writing because I think there are so many of us that will have incredible struggles in our life and not everyone is going yeah. to necessarily end up in a psychiatric hospital but we all have struggles but it's really difficult to see that because mm. when you're in the middle of having a difficult time you're not in a position to sort of shout that from the rooftops Absolutely. but I know that when you are having that difficult time it feels incredibly lonely because the feeling is that no one else 
is feeling that way or that no one else understands. And unfortunately, one of the things that I've learned since my book came out is that there are so many people every single day who are living through their version of personal hell for all sorts of different reasons. Um, and I think that's sort of why I think the event tonight is so important because we do have to be honest about the fact that there are so many people that are struggling. We don't have to pretend that this stuff doesn't happen yeah. because it does happen. Yep, yep. So you'll be sharing um, uh, that story um, with, with everybody this evening. But also your family has been touched by suicide as well. Uh, uh, isn't, isn't that right, Georgie? Yeah, it is. And look, I think that probably makes me like most people in Australia. But I did mm. have um, I, did, I did have a cousin, a beloved cousin, who um, did die by suicide um, eight years ago. And he was 31 and it was absolutely devastating um you know it's it's not my story to tell and i'm not in a position to put words around the pain and the grief that his family have felt that you know my other cousins and my aunt and uncle have felt but i just know from even from that distance of of being a cousin the devastation that this leads to and and really that sense i think the thing that broke my heart the most was recognizing that a person is in so much pain that that is what they see as the only option. Mm. Yeah, that that is, as you say, that's the, the most devastating part of it. And that's why this event is so important, the winter solstice tonight in QE2 Square, to bring those people together that are the survivors of suicide as well. It's um, it's so important. Thank you so much for sharing that small bit of your story with us. And we'll see you tonight in QE2 Square for the winter solstice. I sure will. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Georgie. Georgie Dent, their acclaimed journalist. It's Lou and Matt. It's Triple M. Sometimes in life, the gods smile upon you, my friends. You got that right. My dangling. TV Talk with Steve Mulk. Yeah, it's 7.22 with Lou and Matt on Triple M. It's time to jump in with our TV expert. Steve Mulk, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Lou. All right, let's jump straight into it. Uh, both of us, uh, Lou and myself, missed... Ninja Warrior, which I'm very disappointed what? about. Well, in you, fairness, I never said I was going to watch it. Actually, but... that's very true. Yeah. Um, How could you guys do that? I know, because it's got Nick Kyrgios debuting as the roving reporter. I knew there was a reason I missed it. Why? <laughs> Did I you watch it, Mulkey, and is it worth downright, watching the catch-up? It's downright un-Australian, you people not tuning in to watch and support a great Australian tennis player <laughs> on a great Australian TV show. <laughs> He didn't watch it either, Matt. Uh, did you, did you didn't, Mulkey? You didn't you watch it, tell. did you? I watched about three minutes. Okay. Did you watch any Nick Kyrgios? Was he good? No, he wasn't on screen when I was there. I really only caught it as I was okay. clicking around the channels because I was watching something else. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll watch it on catch-up and, and I'll report back next week. Oh, All right, Luke, next up. <laughs> um, now, I'm excited about this mm-hmm. because I loved Doogie Howser and... Uh, Oh, here it is. This is a doogie. Wow. Yeah, Remember this thing? I loved it. I loved that wow. show. Neil Patrick Harris, uh, who's been in loads of things and is like a he's a he's a musical performer as well. Yeah. He's incredible. Um, he's going to be on the judging panel of Australia's Got Talent. This is amazing. Yeah, look, they have pulled out all the stops. He's currently in hotel quarantine in Sydney right now, okay. ahead of the uh, the series getting filmed. Kate Ritchie uh, will join him, former Home and Away. Starlet, remember Sally? Yes. Um, she's now on the radio in Sydney as well, and so she'll be she'll be on there with him, along with Shane Jacobson and some performer, singer, lady from the UK. Who I have <laughs> no idea who she is. All right, very okay. good. I'm not even going to embarrass myself. I right. hope uh, I hope Neil Patrick Harris 
Paris will say this at least once. Okay, meet me at the bar in 15 minutes and suit up. Ah, yes, Barney Stinson, of course, from How About oh Your Mother is the other one. That's a great show. All right, next uh, next one. No, Win the week on the ABC. What's this about, Bulky? Uh, look, it is a, uh, a competition panel kind of comedy show where we've got, you know, punters, people from the general public, are paired with, uh, 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 let's say, a famous person. You can be the judge of that. So think Craig Rucastle, Mark Humphreys, you know, that kind of comedian uh, yeah. kind of angle. And they ask questions about what's going on in the news in the past week. And at some point, um, the, the general public person gets to decide whether or not they want to keep their um, celebrity teammate or whether they want to go <laughs> it alone. That's cool. Okay, so it's, like have that. you been paying attention with punters? Yes. Okay. In, in the short answer, yes. Yeah, yeah. and they get to Got dump it. them. I really like that. Um, all right, yes. Lou, well, I, th- I think we're out of time. Nothing no, else just quickly to- oh, okay. before we go, Mulkey, oh, I just dear. need to check on something. Oh, Last no. week we had a little bit of argy-bargy about a show that mm. I Friction. recommended, uh, which was called Down to Earth, starring Zac Efron. Um, it's, yes. a do- it's a documentary style uh, looking at living a more sustainable life. Now, I mm. rated, I watched the whole season. Yes, we heard so, that, Lou. Eight Ooh. episodes. So, Mulkey, you poo-pooed it without ever having seen it. Did you watch it <laughs> over the weekend I, uh, just to make sure that you were, um, you know, you were right? Look, I've been in this TV game for 12 years now, uh, Lou, and I'm confident when I say that I didn't need to watch a second of it to know that it's rubbish. Um, Deary me. I am disappointed, Mulkey. I am disappointed. I can tell you you that I did get a whole bunch of uh, eco-farming advice from Jeremy Clarkson while watching Clarkson's Farm yes. on Amazon Prime Video. It is brilliant. Yeah, you should try and watch Are that, Are you serious? Luke. Yeah, Jeremy it Clarkson runs a farm. Brilliant. It's amazing. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I just can't right. see him being eco in we're any way. We're out of time. He's not good at it, but that's why it's so great. Okay. Steve Bulk, thanks, mate. We'll catch you again next week for more Friction. <laughs> and the Globe building on the corner of Dean and Kiwa Streets uh, looks as good now as when she was built in 1860, Lou, after a major redevelopment. Mm. But that, yeah, and yes, that's 1860. She's been around for a while. But the most exciting thing, I reckon, is the spinning globe replica of the one that used to sit on the roof until it was taken down in the mid-1960s. It looks sensational, and Anthony from Premier Constructions joins us. He... I was part of the building team. Anthony, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Anthony, it looks so beautiful. Um, it's And it's such a, a lovely example of an Art Deco building, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. A uh, lot of history with it. Certainly an iconic building uh, in our city, and we're privileged to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Now, it used to have the well, the border mail was in there last, I think, but then they left and then it was kind of left for a while. And and uh, now it's got the lease signs out the front. So have you got um, – how many um, offices are there in there and, and, uh, and is there someone who's looking likely to move in there, do you know? Well, the boys at AW Commercial are looking after the leasing. Uh, my understanding is they have five out of the ten tenancies already leased. And there's good inquiry from um, national businesses oh. to building, and why wouldn't they? It looks fantastic. It does. It's a real like it really stands out as as a beautiful building. And I, I've got to be honest, I'm a big fan of historic buildings. I'm not a big fan of modern architecture as such. I mean, some I like, but but it's just so it just fits into the streetscape so beautifully, and and I guess unobtrusively. Absolutely. 
um, it's a credit to the Pepe family that own it that that they have um, put so much time, effort, and energy and money into making it present the way it has today. They're leaving a legacy. Uh, their family um, is very keen on on the buildings that they own in our CBD, on ensuring that they present professionally for for themselves and their family, but also for our community, which is yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, nice. Now, the best thing about it um, is the globe at the top. Yeah. So it's it hasn't been up there for about fifty odd years. It's a replica yep. of the one that was up there. I actually drove past it when you were about to hoist it up on Friday <laughs> early in the morning. Uh, it looks fantastic. Um, so um, your thoughts on that? Like how hard was it to, to make it and make it look the way that it did and then get it up there? It probably looks like it was easy to do now that it's up there and then spinning and presenting the way it should. But it was. it took six months' worth of planning and design work to... Wow to confirm not only its presentation, but how we would hold it up there, uh, how we would make it spin, uh, etc. So our design team at Premier Building and Construction were a part of that. They did a lot of 3D modelling. Um, Grove Steel Solutions, who fabricated it and installed it, were yeah. actually the structural steel work on the project. And and we said to Jeremy Grove, hey, Jez, what do you think about this? Have you got the capabilities of doing this type of thing? <laughs> because really it's a sculpture, isn't it? It is a sculpture, 100%. It's, yeah. a, it's moving sculpture is exactly what it is. It's, and it's very cool. It, yeah, we think it's cool. It's it's actually 200 kilos. So um, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it spins no easy task. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. It would have been hard to have made back in the day as well. Um, all right, uh, Anthony, it looks fantastic. Um, all the paints and everything as well are heritage colours. It just looks brilliant. So great job on the globe. It's back to its former glory. Uh, thanks for joining us, mate. It looks awesome. Thanks for your time, guys. Talking footy with Swap. No, no, no. The great man unfortunately can't join us. Uh, footy champ Wayne Schwoss, but he did send me a text message, Lou. Yes. He said, you have a task. You need to get a Carlton supporter on and ridicule their club. And I said to him, Lou, oh, I said... No, 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 no. There's no did. way he would have said that. He did. He said, ridicule it. Go go hard. And I said, Swatter, I'm not going to do that. What, what? I'm not that kind of person. I'm not like you, Swatter. So I said, what I'll do instead is sensitively discuss the issue with a Carlton supporter. And I right. found one, Lou. His name is Ben from East Albury, and he joins us. Ben, good morning. Hey, guys. How you going? Yeah, good. good. Now, you're a long-suffering Carlton supporter. Uh, they're in all sorts of trouble at the moment. Of course, the big <laughs> loss against GWS. They're a rabble of a club right now, Ben, aren't they? Yeah. Um, we are in, honestly, no man's land. They, um, I saw an article yesterday actually said North Melbourne have the worst football club going around. And I went, oh, I honestly reckon we do. We're worse than they are. <sighs> That's wow. what Carlton supporters are like at the moment, Goodness Lou. Goodness me. Got no hope. I thought, and, and that was you being sensitive, was it, mate? <laughs> yeah, well, they, and they, they, the thing is, they build us up to think okay. we're going to be half oh, no. every oh, no. single year. Every, every single week, let alone every year. Yeah. All and right. they drop a performance like that week after week. Yeah, oh, so, uh, you Teague. You sound like you're ready to jump. Um, oh, <laughs> you have no idea. Jump onto the crows, mate. The crows, nah, I think we'll still have the crows. crows jump covered. off and jump on, my friend. <laughs> anyway, all right, shut up, Lou. <laughs> Won't let me say my bit. David Teague, well, you'll just say jump on the lines. No one wants to do that. Um, now, David Teague, uh, will he get sacked in the next few weeks, do you think? 
pretty hard not to after the weekend. I like T. Um, I think he's a little bit soft at times, but I don't mind him. Um, but after a performance like that, I think, yeah, I think there's no other way. Although, John Barker, the assistant coach, just, just pretty much quit. So there's no one to take the reins. Um, but you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't have your job after performance like that again and again. I'll tell you what, Luke. They're very call it. defeated, Ben. Yeah, I, let's, yeah, so called, let's let it go. Let's let it go. All right, well, we'll let you go, Ben. You know, they called it the Teague train, Lou, and I'm afraid the train is derailed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not watching any more the rest of the year. He's out. Oh, Luke. He's no. Fit, yeah. yeah, I've been there, buddy. I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Benny. Look, last, chin up, buddy, all right? Last year, equal with the D's and the ladder. Look where they are. Look where we are. Yeah, that's pretty true. much that sums it up. Yeah. All right, mate. You st- stay strong. All right. Right. I'll, I'll send you a crow's cap. All right. There he is. That's uh, <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> that's sensitive is your middle name, Matt. Well, he took it and ran with it, though, didn't he? Yeah. He's I tell you, they're they're it. in all sorts at the moment, unfortunately. But the Brisbane Lions again did get a win, so you are flying again, Lou. Yeah, we are. Looking good. It was a workmanlike performance against North Melbourne, but um, you are looking sitting pretty at the moment. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Wayne Schloss will join us again on uh, Thursday or Friday, depending on, on the first game, and you can um, find out from him why he um, he felt like the need to ridicule a Carlton spotter. Bad, bad Unlikely. thing to do. Unlikely. Honestly, Swatter. Yeah, I will ask him.